Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Tabletop Gaming Podcast. We have myself, Armin. Andy here. Darren. 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 Thank you, Darren, for joining us again this week. Uh, this week, we're going to go through some salamanders. Uh, last week, we did Raven Guard, if you missed it. And then the week before that, Alpha Legion. Uh, in addition, we, ha- we didn't really receive any questions about Raven Guard. So if you do have questions, please uh, post them underneath and uh, we'll, we'll address them. Um, I think uh, we can kind of get started right away. But before we, before we do, I'd like to thank uh, Tony at Hammerhead Games uh, for sponsoring us, giving us a... Um, you can go on his website and you can actually uh, get some bad... Uh, bad branded merchandise uh as well as that there you go there you go there's those there's movement trays um actually one sec here i'm gonna reach over to the movement tray here not movement trays but carrying trays army trays yeah 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 Yeah. um it's really nice i mean i mean honestly you don't have to get bad ones either you can get anything you want uh you can get your own but get the bad ones because they're they're badass (laughs) um and then thank you to um, Matt from uh, Pop Goes the Monkey. Uh, mm-hmm. he built, Bill's been posting a few pictures of some of his stuff that he sent us. Um, I'm not into 40K, but it looks really, really cool. So uh, check out our Instagram page and, and then you'll, you'll be able to see that stuff on there. He's got 40K, 30K as well. So mm-hmm. check it he, out. He does, yes. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. Okay, I think we're ready to get started, right? You betcha. Yeah. Okay. So salamanders. Okay. So we have Darren play salamanders, and Andy actually just got into salamanders as well. So it's kind of nice that we've got two salamanders players, one brand new, <laughs> and one probably Darren. Uh, that was one of your first armies. As soon as the book came out. Yeah. There I we go. So, and then as soon as the Forest Heresy came out, I had them first day. Can you tell us what drew you to play the Legion? Um, I really like their aesthetic. Like, I like their look. Um, yeah, as many of you know, like, we're from the Edmonton area, so the Edmonton Eskimos football team are green and gold, so that definitely attracted me, the color right off the bat. Um, yeah, I mean, I just love the idea of just all the flamers, all the meltas, burn, 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 the fact that they're master artisans. I love that. Like, yeah. So I just really, really, really got into that. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Cleanse with fire, man. I love that stuff. Like uh, they're 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 the smithies of like 30k, right? So um, I was reading one of the novels, but just the description of of the character actually interacting with like the populace of of the planet, and like they were both, you know, uh, smithies pretty much creating the arm, creating their weapons, and everything is just like master class kind of thing, right? Um, but one another thing too is i want I, i've been doing a lot of mk4 armor so uh, the mk3 armor is going to be a nice change and uh finally being able to actually like hobby wise do like the green that they have uh with the flames and everything too um and uh they're also um the units are pretty pretty hard right um very kind of simple aesthetic to them just go in and hammer something away you know what i mean so uh yeah kind of i kind of went through the paces of 
you know, trying to choose another legion and uh, right back to a loyalist legion. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty fun once I get them going there. Let's talk a little bit about their um, their army rules. Can you guys uh, tell me about those? Like what bet, what bonuses are getting? You can go ahead, yeah. Go ahead, Darren. Uh, so strength of will. All units with a special rule automatically pass fear tests they're called upon to make. Reroll a single D6 when morale or pinning checks are failed. So they are super hard to break in combat. Mm -hmm. uh, the Promethean Gift. All hand flamers, flamers, heavy flamers used by models with a special rule gain plus one strength to their listed profile. Uh, this special rule also extends to all vehicles used in the detachment containing units with this rule. In addition, all enemy flamer-type weapons and attacks are minus one strength when used against a model with this rule. And then Nocturne Born, all units with the Legionnaire Sardi Salamander special rule do not add their initiatives to sweeping advance rolls and reduce randomly ruled run or charge distances to a minimum, or by one inch to a minimum of one inch. So... I guess the first thing that stands out to me is the negative. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, not being able to add initiative score kind of makes you probably failing that test all the time, yeah. right? Um, but it's only sweeping in advance. It's not like when you're running away. It's only when you're chasing, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think... Yeah, right? it does come yeah. up. I mean, it's it's nice that they, they do tend to hit like a hammer, you know, so... I often find that it doesn't come up a lot where I'm stuck in combat or lose that combat. You know, mm -hmm. but... mm -hmm. The run and charge by one, that kind of sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how many times I've missed that charge by one inch, you know. I have failed well, a two-inch charge before with fire drakes, and it is heartbreaking. Well, we all know also, like, moving through cover, minus two, now you're at minus three. Ooh, yeah. That hurts. Yeah. yeah. Right? Brutal, yeah. The Promethean Gift is awesome, though. That sounds great. Like, the plus one strength. Two vehicles, too. So, Dreadnoughts. Uh -huh. Everything. Basically, in your army. It really kind of turns your... Cool. Uh, you know, to, to use the the benefits of those weapons, your army starts to... You start to see, like, the flamers coming out, right? And uh, just utilizing those rules. So... Yeah. Like I said, cleanse with fire. <laughs> That's... Pretty much what's going to happen to those traders eventually, but uh... so Darren, what, what's your uh, what what is your favorite right of war to use? Uh, I definitely would use Co Covenant of Fire. I run yeah. it pretty much every time. Yeah. Do you want me to read and... off what's in that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so you get Obsidian Forged, all Salamander vehicles. Um, i.e. any model with an armor value taken as part of the detachment using this right of war has a 5 plus invol against melta, volkite, plasma, flamer weapons of all types, and also against melta bombs. Veneration of Wrath. All melta guns, infernal pistols, multi-meltas multi in the detachment using this right of war gain the mastercrafted special rule, and pyroclasts become non-compulsory troop choices. Um, implacable, all units in the detachment using this right of war gain move through cover. So there's that offset, right? Yeah. So you're, mm -hmm. you're still a minus one, but if you're charging through cover, it's, it's just minus one. So that, that's actually really good. Um, yeah. What's the... Yeah, okay. And then the negatives. Uh, you can't deep strike. 
You no. can't take more heavy support and fast choices. Um, so, with that deep strike, I mean, so you got, you know, your any dreadnoughts that you're taking that you want to get in the combat, pretty much, like, for me, you're pretty much walking them across the board, I'd say, right? Because um, you're not being able to deep strike anything. Correct. So, that, that's that's a little downer. But still, I mean, uh, if you have other other threats on the board than just those dreadnoughts, it could change mm -hmm. things up too, right? So. Well, the other thing too is like all units in the, the in this attachment have moved to cover, so yep. we're talking like dreadnoughts, vehicles. Yeah. So that's the big thing, right? You don't have to buy dozer blades, so you save in points, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah, all of your dreadnoughts have moved through cover. It's when you get because like i like in the fluff right like even how it talks about like the salamanders basically land in force and then just move forward right and just flame and melt everything to death it's very very mm -hmm. fluffy for them right like i do find yeah. it's, it's fun i mean i agree with andy when you play like it's you can't take those drop pods and you know like you can't run covenant or fire with drop pods it's just it would be nice to drop in because when i play 40k i love dropping in and just flaming squads to death you obviously can't do that so but, but if you're using draw pods you don't need this right of war most likely right no it's true yeah it's true but no i, I definitely find like for fluff wise it's super fun and as you pointed out right getting moved through cover and not having you know if you're assaulting into cover not having that minus two plus the salamanders already get minus one as well to the charge right so it's nice negating some of that it's super nice and then i mean um, also, too, right, the fact, like, Obsidian Forge, where all of your vehicles get the 5-plus invul is huge. I mean, your yeah. Reiners become way more survivable. Your Dreadnoughts, even walking, your Dreadnoughts are more terrifying. Well, against, like, Melta-type weapons, and when I say Melta, loosely termed, like, Plasma, Volkite, everything, right? Yeah. Um, so, detachments using this right cannot take more heavy support and fast attack choices in total than they have troops. So that's kind of interesting because it definitely limits your fast attacks and heavies and forces you to run more troops. Yeah. Yeah. So Which I'm okay with. Nice. I'm actually okay with. Like, it's nice to actually have a lot of troops on the board. You know, mm -hmm. like just Marines. Put them, in, put them out there and just uh, pushing forward and then having everything yeah. else supporting, right? Yeah. And like I said, like I love boots on the ground, so I really like, yeah, I like having more troops. I also like too, you know, that you have your rhinos, and then of course, if you put a multi melt on them, it becomes twin linked, right? So it becomes mm -hmm. master crafted. Like it's it's a nice bonus that you get just for your tax squads to have your rhino. Little bonus. Yeah, more troops on the yeah. ground, right? Uh, no fortifications, and you have to take a console. Or you may only take a console as part of the HQ choices. With the exception of Legion Champion. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, so you're you're limited, right? You can't take more than the one console. Yeah. So yeah. but uh what about the what about the other one? The other one's a big deal. The other right of war? Yeah. Book six. Yeah, Book six. so yeah, the uh, Awakening Fire. Um, so 
this one, uh, Devils from the Dark. So, infantry models in the primary detachment using the right of war. Uh, Legion Astartes, Salamanders, cause fear. So that's interesting. Not only do they immune to fear, but they cause fear. Uh, onto, onto the fires. In the missions that make the random game link scenario special rule, the Salamanders player may declare the game to be played for one more uh, game turn should the role indicate it ends. Um, cool. <laughs> There's a couple other armies that kind of do that too, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Is it Dan the Iron Warriors and, and Imperial Fists kind of do that similar thing? No. Uh, if the Iron Warriors, yeah, the Iron Warriors and the Fists, uh, the opponent can choose to go another turn. These oh, okay. Salamanders say that you can actually go another turn. Okay. If they want, if they choose. Um, so yeah, I guess that can kind of push the game to maybe in your favor, right? Yeah. Uh, Fury of the Salamander. Uh, so librarians of the Pirate Detachment using the Right of War have access to the Fury of the Salamander Psychic Power, see below. Uh, this counts as a Pyromancy Power and they may be chosen instead of Flame Breath and Alternative Primaris Power so long as the Librarian meets the requirement for the Psychic's Focus Special Rule. So this... Uh, Fury of the Salamander, it's Warp Charge 3. It's... Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a beam. And what it is is 18-inch range, Strength 5, AP 1, Assault 1, Elemental Horror. Um, so Elemental Horror, what it is, is it units that suffer casualties from this power must take a morale check regardless of how many casualties are uh, actually caused. Uh, the test is made with penalty to the target's leadership value equal to the number of wounds the unit lost. So, it's assault one. Yeah. <laughs> so wouldn't it be minus one? No. If, that, if they beam, right. It, yeah, it's a beam weapon. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you could hit multiple. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Levels, right? So. It's an interesting one. I mean, the AP one is nice for using librarians. I, mean, I I haven't really used librarians in my other army, but uh, might try it out, see what it's like, do some testing, right? Um, I know Darren doesn't play that one. <laughs> he doesn't care for his libra for librarians. I don't like them. I don't run them. <laughs> I find that in our group, at least here in Edmonton and surrounding area, we don't see a lot of psychers. Like unless no. somebody's playing Thousand Suns, you just don't yeah. see it, right? So I wonder if that's just, um, you know, horse heresy tailoring the game to the psychers not being like crazy good and crazy useful, or. You know what? Librarians aren't usually compulsory HQs, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So I, you have to pay extra points just to have him. And I think that's maybe why. Like, if you were able to take him as compulsory HQs, I feel like we would see more of them. Well, there but really weren't much around until Thousand Suns, right? Like, here in the well, community. Well, I mean, like, Word Bearers had it. and Yeah, yeah. sorry, that's what you mean. Yes. Yes, you're right. I mean, I know Dan ran... Uh, Word error list at one point, and 
he had a oh. bunch of breakers. But that was more like a test than anything, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. And then, uh, uh, weapon, um, so just before, there's limitations to that uh, mm -hmm. right of war. Um, so you have to take a Legion chaplain. Um, also, the detachment may not include more than one of uh, one of each of the following: so a jump infantry, jet bikes, skimmers, and flyers. Um, this is a big one. Um, the army uh, cannot include Vulcan at all. So, okay, and that's then, probably why we don't see it very often. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, the you can't take fortifications or allied detachment with this one. So. Um, so I was reading the fluff here while you guys were talking, and, and this right is pretty much based after Istvan when when they lost uh, Vulcan, and this is kind of them su being super angry. So he's the guy. The fury of this salamander just sounds like it's just the death beam of hate because he's so angry okay. because they lost Vulcan. So, but in terms of like books and stuff, like I don't remember. Like, is there a specific character? Because they don't have a psychic character. No. Right? No. No, yeah, this so... is kind of a thing that was made for them. And... Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Every legion uh, had librarians, but... Yeah. So let's go over their weapons, because this is where they really shine, like the special things that they can get. So there's the Artificer one, right, where they can make any weapon master crafted for five points, the sergeants and characters and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's huge. It's five points. Like, Mastercrafted normally is 15. Right? Like, that's dirt cheap. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It is. Pistols. Crazy cheap. Melt-a-bombs. Well, that's just yeah, it. That's what I find, is that, like, just Mastercrafting a melt-a-bomb on a tactical marine sergeant is um, so deadly, right? Yeah. No chance to get a melt-a-bomb off. Well, it, does, does it, you know... Do you start taking how plasma pistols? All, how often have we all failed that one melt-a-bomb? Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, well, I mean time where I failed both. I mean, let's face it, right? To be honest, I feel like the rule is more geared toward a weapon, not a oh, bomb. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But I can see definitely you doing that. But I was thinking like power fist or plasma pistol or something like that, right? Not yeah. a one-use one use bomb, right? But yeah. uh Yes, competitively, that does make sense. Melted bombs would be a smart thing to do in uh, yep. Sergeant's cases. Kind of like um, the plasma pistol. Yeah, plasma pistol's not bad. Like, right? like, good, yeah. Well, and also, too, right? Your sergeants can actually switch out your plasma for infernal pistols as well, right? So then you can mastercraft your infernal pistol. A little short, which, a little short range, but, yeah. but still not a bad thing. Strength 8, AP1 makes a difference, right? Yeah. Um, Definitely a fan of plasma, I think, a little bit more. But. Yeah. So, the storm shield. Who oh, wants to yeah. talk about that? Uh, it's not a storm shield. It's a dragon scale, or whatever it's called. It says dragon scale, scale storm, storm shield. shield. Yes. So it's, a <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a three plus. It's, it's a, a plus one. It's, a, it's a prototype. <laughs> it, it's a plus one, yes. So, um, in some cases... Sorry, guys. Um, I can't, I can't do this. My phone is going crazy. So, we'll just say, okay. so yeah, it's a five, five plus invul save or increases the invul save to, or increases the invul save by one to a maximum of three plus. 
The model cannot claim an additional attack for a second weapon in close combat if they have the war gear. The option costs 10 points per model for an independent character in Terminator armor, and any model, or not in Terminator armor, it's 10 points, and any model in Terminator armor may exchange it for their combi bolter for five points. So, so good, so huge. Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, like, you could- And especially early in the heresy when nobody else really had storm shields, I mean, that was crazy. Yeah. And it still is, of course. Right, in game, in, like in game turns. I mean, we'll yeah. go over the the Terminators, right, in, in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Just yeah. hold on. But, like, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're basically, like, those Storm Shields are amazing, right? And you can give it to yeah. all your characters, um, independent characters, sorry. And then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's really, really nice. But it, they have to have Terminator armor, right? You can't just give it to a non-Terminator no, armor. You can give it to independent characters for 10 points. So if you equip them with an Iron Halo, with the War Plus Invol, and then for 10 points, you can give them the Storm Shield as well. It's just better to give them a Terminators because it's only five points, and you're, you're not buying extra stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But. Oh, sorry. I misread that. It says models in Terminator armor or independent characters. So ter the the fire drives, I guess, or any model. Well, you have Cataphractory, right? They're in major terms. Like they're in ca there's right. Cataphractory, so then you also have your. Um, Tardros terms as well, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can run those two and give them the four plus invulnerable if need be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. We'll talk about those quite a bit again as soon as we start talking about the fire drake terminators. So, so um, I, say, yeah. I was going to say the storm shield coupled with the next piece, the mantle of the elder drake, is so big in Horus Harris. Yeah. Right. So like the that's mantle, a big one. This is a big one, for sure. Yeah. So it's. It's a Praetor so, for 20 points, which isn't that expensive. No. Nope. Um, it means Eternal Warrior. Eternal Warrior, yeah. That, that's, that's huge. So Eternal Warrior and a Storm Shield. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. So he basically becomes like a three wound. Like your Praetor becomes a three wound. They have three wounds, right? Yeah. 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 Three wound Eternal Warrior. He's um, a tank. Two plus, three plus. <laughs> He's right? a tank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you can't be insta-killed, so you just sit there and you can take wounds. And you can take Primark wounds, right? Like. Yeah. So that's that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge. He's the, he's the guy that takes the hits, right? So do you do you run that on your Praetor? Yeah. When I run a Praetor, yeah. I'll, I always, uh, Mantle of the Elder Drake is always an auto. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I'll change out his weapon options and sometimes either run the Thunder Hammer, Chain Fist, or the Blade. Paragon? Paragon Blade? Paragon? Paragon Blade. And of course now the, the new Blade, right, from, what is it, Book 8? Divining Blades. Divining Blade. But it's multiple so Blades. Yeah. No, it's not. It just says Blade. Okay, I'll... Anyways. <laughs> check it, check it. You have the book. Well, um, anyway, yeah, I just have to say though, like, yeah, the Salamander Praetor is is you know I think one of the best in the game. Um, I mean, just that Storm Shield, that Mantle of the Elder Drake, and then also too when you look at his War Gear options, and like you can put him on a Scimitar Jet Bike or a Scimitar Jet Bike, and he becomes a five. He's on a Scimitar Jet Bike. He's basically unkillable for most of the like, yeah, crazy, crazy good, right? Because it's not armor; it's a piece of War Gear. Right, yeah. so it's not mm -hmm. like it replaces; it's just extra, right? So that's pretty good. 
Pretty good. Um, what's the last one? Purging Flame? Yeah. Very much switching so out. Any heavy bolters, twin-linked heavy bolters in the Salamander Legion Detachment may be exchanged for heavy flamers, twin-linked heavy flamers, respectively, at no cost. Um, the option must be represented on the model. Any Salamander model, eligible to take plasma pistols, may instead take an infernal pistol. The same cost given in the army. Right. right. So that's what you were talking about. It's it's just no. it's a just a little bit more options, right? Like I know mm -hmm. uh probably nothing like obviously game breaking, but No. It's no, not crazy. It's but... different. Yeah. It it gives I the, mean, the aesthetic nice of the army. Plus one strength to everybody. To all your flamers and your heavy quite good. So let's talk about favorite units. Let's start with Andy. Let's start with Andy. Let's see. Let's see what the new guy thinks. Oh, well, definitely. See, the fire drakes are are. <laughs> they're definitely going to be my favorite. <laughs> Darren. Yeah, I have to go with fire drakes yep. for sure. Okay. Yeah, they're they're just they're too good. They're too good not to take. Right? There. Well, well, they have a lot of stuff that is too good. Right? <laughs> too good. Um, this coming from the Alpha Legion player. It, yeah. it, it's true, right? So, so let let so let's go over that. They've got five weapon skill, two yep. wounds. Yes. And the sergeant gets an extra attack. Correct. So when you compare them to Alpha Legion Terminators, they're actually the same. Except well, they have actually. Well, and the other thing is not only his extra attack, right? But when you upgrade his Thunder Hammer for 10 points, like when you upgrade him from just uh, like a power weapon to a Thunder Hammer, he gets Mastercrafted included in that for free. Right? So his hammer's right. 10 points, and he gets Mastercrafted, and he's base three attacks. He's a beast. He is an absolute yeah. beast. Yeah, and then, and then you, uh, like if you compare him to Alpha Legion Terminators, Alpha Legion Terminators gain a um, uh, Volkite, and you gain a wound. And their extra Terminators are the same points. The base cost is more for Fire Drakes. They're 275, where the Alpha Legion ones are 225. So, I mean, yeah, you pay that little bit of tax, but they definitely are like 40 points extra. Like, it's almost, why wouldn't you get five more Terminators? For 200 points to make it a 10-man squad right yeah. now now we're talking they come with power weapons um so you need to you need to buy them power fists or well actually chain fist or thunder hammer um, same cost power fist is five points chain fist thunder hammer is 10 yeah and then the the storm shield now is five extra points right so do you want a storm shield yep oh for Same sure time. right like he gets way more chance of surviving and uh like 16 percent more basically to, from taking a wound for for five points right so that's uh that's really really good trade-off right makes him quite tough with two wounds um chain fist or thunder hammer so this is something that kind of is interesting anytime you see the models modeled or if you see um like four drilled or anything like that they're all thunder hammers like game yep. terms so I think the Thunder Hammers, like, obviously with the models, right, the Thunder Hammers look super nice. But for right. me, for the same point cost, 
why would you not run nine chain fists and the sergeant with the thunder hammer or close com you know when he's when he's attacking character but your chain fists are chewing through everything and everyone i like i just don't see why you would take thunder hammer to be honest i personally think right i i kind of like a mix I think I would take a few thunder hammers just for that concussion, right? Like, you know, if you don't, you don't, if you're in a situation where you're fighting against the Primarchs and a Primarch doesn't have a bodyguard, pretty much, you're probably going to chew through with that many. Well, if, if you take a t big 10 man squad, right? But, you know, if, if, if it's on equal terms and, and you're attacking the Primarch, just as a, an example, just that concussion, bringing them down to initiative one, if you get a wound through kind of thing, right? I think would be helping you out a lot. See, and I'm, I'm with you on that, but I think when you start factoring in like, so your sergeant, you, you'll probably run your sergeant with Thunderhammer, who will be in challenges. The character, Namus Rotan, also has concussion on his Thunderhammer. So you have him usually attached to the chaplain. So we'll get to him in a minute. And then if you're running Vulcan as well with them, like he also has a concussive Thunderhammer as well. So for me, like that's what I find. Like if I'm running a big Death Star of them, and I mean, that's how I like to run them too. Like I just, yeah, again, I like those chain fists for multi-charging and just, they have Leviathans, don't worry about it. They have super heavies on the board and you hit them, they're gone. Like you can kill anything in the game. That's yeah, I, I feel like they should have maybe not even included that as an option. Like the chain fist, yeah. personally. Mm -hmm. like just fluff flies, you look at it all the time. They never, ever, ever have anything other than Thunder Hammers. Like any yeah. book I've ever read, I don't think chain fist has ever even popped up, right? And so, like, I feel like, yeah, like it just didn't, doesn't quite make sense. I mean, That's game terms, yeah. game terms, I agree with Darren, I think. Um, maybe a couple more. Like if I was running a ten man squad, maybe I'd run a couple Thunder Hammers, but majority of Chain Fists, right? If you're paying the points, or even some Power Fists, if you want to save a, a couple of points here and there, right? But just overall, I, I think that maybe the option should have just been Thunder Hammer. Like they even came with one, right? Because even if you want to keep them with like power weapons, great. But like there's no model. The arms with the with the dragon stuff is is all. Um, I actually don't know now what they look like. I can't think of it. Well, this, so. is, well, this is something I kind of got into. So in the, in the, I believe it's in the 40k books, like the fire drakes in there, like it actually talks about how like they're all thunder hammer storm shield. But the big thing I like with them is that they're, they're so efficient at switching between a thunder hammer and like a storm bolter. And I think that would have been a cool rule for them, like to maybe give them like, like that they're so proficient with their storm shields that they could switch back and forth between a gun and a hammer, you know, more points or... Or maybe just that, right? Like, you can get their Thunder Hammers and, like, they're all mastercrafted for a point. But I agree with you. Like, fluff-wise, the Chain Fists don't really make sense, right? Like, they're not they're not in the fluff. But, yeah, game-wise, they're they're just so devastating. Like, no vehicles. I mean, one or, one or two Fire Drakes, right, can take out... You can kill anything, basically. Yeah. Uh, what else they got? Fla favorite of Vulcan, what does that do? Uh, uh, it just allows you to take a unit of them as a bodyguard. Command bodyguard for Vulcan or for your Praetor. Yeah. And then the other nice thing with the Fire Drakes too, right, is they have a black advance. Like your Fire Drakes are scoring as well. 
So yeah. not only are they devastating, they're so hard to kill and so hard to shift. And then, I mean, you can plant them on an objective and it's pretty well guaranteed that you're claiming that objective. Yeah, like they're, I, I think like Darren and I have played a few games at the beginning and like how often do you lose your, like whether you win the game or not, how often do you lose your fire breaks? Never. No. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Not that many of them. Of 10, like I've only been whittled down to maybe like four or five and that's like a devastating fight. Yeah. I mean, it's just, if you're rolling that three plus, right, they, they just, I mean, they have the staying power. Yeah, yeah, like they're really tough to remove, especially with other things in the army, right? Like it takes a lot to remove them, quite a bit. And I know that's one thing like people always talk about is running the librarian to give them endurance, right? So then they can't, it's endurance, right? That gives them so they can't be insta-killed. You might as well yeah. play it. I don't do it. Okay, I will like, not do it. I'm just saying it's too cheese <laughs> ball, but you know, it's, an it's literally, it's literally Sekhmet with Magnus here, except yeah. they're, they're even worse, so. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. we're not going to get into Thousand Suns yet. We'll get there. But I have games against Thousand Suns. <laughs> um, I think, uh, not, not so much against you, Darren, but I think other Salamander players where I was able to remove Vulcan and the Fire Drakes. Um, mm -hmm. But they make, they make a couple of mistakes, right? They assume them invincible, and then they yeah. play them so as if they're their whole army. Right, and you can tell almost in the way they build their army, and in the way they're like they just assume that they're going to do everything. And I mean, they're going to do a lot, but you still need to get there. If they get I mean, there, yeah. If you're running a vault, a Spartan, for example, they have a good chance. But there's lots of answers to Spartans, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't play it right, you could end up walking most of the game, and in that case, like you just gotta avoid. And 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 that has happened. I mean, like when we first started playing, I remember playing world leaders against salamanders and it was literally destroy their transport. That's all the way across the board and just avoid them. Right. Yeah. And I mean, still, they're probably going to get on an objective. If it's an objective based game, you're not going to remove them, but they're not doing damage. That's a, that's still a pretty expensive squad with Vulcan and the chapel, oh, yeah. you know, like you're looking at like 11, 1200 points, right? That's half your army almost. Yep. With See, the say, so that's, that's what I find is like one of the most common mistakes, I think, is like when people, as you say, right, they think they're invincible and they put them in a Spartan and they're like, no one's going to pop the Spartan. And I'm amazed how many players will take that thousand point Death Star in a Spartan and will move up six inches on the first turn to fire those last cannons. And it's like, you're not taking the Spartan for the last cannon. You're taking the Spartan to deliver that unit into the middle of someone's line and crush their entire army. That's what it's there for. It's like, move the full 18 on turn yeah. one that's what you want to do right like don't shoot just go deploy right on the line go but Unless I'm amazed how many people it. sit back and kind of wait and how many and then that's what happens right they get they get their transport popped and then they're walking and they're slow and i mean you just avoid them or you just yeah you shoot them from afar the whole game and that's it can can somebody show the the fire tricks i, I don't know how to do that yeah <laughs> no nobody can it's okay, because it's okay. I know Andy's recording. I don't know how that uh, that works. I might be able okay, to. So, Just give me a second. So Firedrakes are auto-take, right? Auto-take, for sure. Right. What about the Pyroclasts? Because they're like a heavy support choice, right? Um, yeah, they're a heavy oh, no. support unless you take Covenant of Fire, and then they become um, non-compulsory non troops. troops. So they are super fun, but um, 
I mean, where do we start? So they all kind of like, so it's nice, right? Weapon skill four, ballistic skill four, you know, basically fours across the board, only one attack, unless for the power class warden gets two attacks, leadership nine. And like I say, they're all in artifact. It's nice. Um, they come with a combat blade, frag and crack grenades. Um, one of the nice things they have is called Mantle of Ash. And so their finely wrought artifice to plate um, has Ophelian... Um, Anyways, basically their armor is really good. And they get a 5 plus against Flamers, Plasma, Melta, and Volkites as well. Um, their Flame Projectors are really nice. That they get the Flame Templates at Strength 5, AP 5, Assault 1. Or they can focus it into a Melta Beam which is a six inch range, strength six, AP one, but of course it has melt. So. So that's really cool. You can kind of kill things from close range, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, if somebody gets close enough to you with terminators or something like that, you can actually threaten them. Yeah. And it's not like it's a heavy weapon, it's assault, right? Yeah. Or if you get close enough to a vehicle, but usually like you're thinking, you know, another unit of terminators or something close combat that's gonna come to you you actually threaten them so people have to pay attention and, and worry about it and, and you like to run them in rhinos right so it gives you that 18 inch threat range right yeah so they I can't mean, take the rhinos thing, right? well oh, they they're dedicated no their dedicated transports are land raiders which mm. is expensive but what i will often do is i will run my tactical squads right and if my tactical squads are out of my rhinos i will try and pick up my pyro class and then run them up the Oh, so you'll, you'll disembark. Obviously, it makes them slower. It You know, they can't assault. And then, like, one of the other big benefits of them is that the entire squad can take melted bombs for 25 points. So if you're running if you're running a unit of, say, 10 pyroclast, you know, they all have meltas, flamers, melted bombs. Mm -hmm. It can be a, a very tough unit. You know, they can be good, but, yeah. It's just for I... me, again, taking them versus taking fire drakes, I want to put the points into fire drakes. Um, playing, you know, Zone Mortalis, Centurion, stuff like that. I think Pyroclasts are super fun. They're fluffy. They're great. The models are amazing, too. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think if you're going to point sink it, Fire Drake. Don't get me wrong, though. They're, I feel like they're one of the better, you know, 160 <laughs> points isn't cheap to mm. start for five and then 100 more points for more. I guess if you're paying another 25, now you're looking at a 300-point squad, right? Yeah. That said, though, they do have two plus armor, and that's actually quite nice. Mm -hmm. And that like possible five plus involve too, which is nice. That's right. That's right. So most of the stuff won't really be penetrating their armor, and the stuff that will, you'll probably get a five plus invulnerable save against it because most stuff AP two is like melta and plasma and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, yeah. No, no. I I really like them. I feel like they're not your auto take, but they're very strong. Especially in this case, troop. And if they're a troop, that means they can score, right? Yeah. So they'd probably be really good as a defensive unit too, right? Sit on your objective, wait. If something gets too close, you have an answer for it. Um, unfortunately, you have no long range weapons. So, but if you sit back, you can kind of, you know, defend something, mm -hmm. right? They're not your. Well, that's one thing. That's that's how I like them, right? I like to defend yeah. objectives or defend artillery, and then if I can, like I said, depending how the game is going, that's where I try to, you know, bring up a rhino to put them in if I need to move them up the board. If I don't, then I leave them camped on that objective or defending that unit, right? That artillery unit, you know, something in the back. Uh, you were and talking about uh, that special chaplain. 
Dracos. Oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you want to talk about him first? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So He's yeah, Anomus awesome. Raton is 215 points. He's weapon skill six. Basically, the rest of his stats are four except three wounds. Initiative five. Uh, three attacks. He comes with. Artificer armor, so he's in two plus. He has an iron halo, frag and crack grenades, dark star falling, which is his thunder hammer. We'll get into that in a second. He comes with a commie flamer, bolt pistol, and mantle of the elder drake. His special rules are that he's an independent character, zealot. He gets the salamander special rules, master of the legion, and keeper of the keys. Um, so keeper of the keys uh, allows him to unlock a single dreadnought talon as a non-compulsory HQ for your force. Um, Dark Star Falling, I think, is really where, you know, he excels and is good. Um, so he gets a plus, so he's strength four, he gets a plus two strength, so becomes strength six Thunder Hammer. That's AP two. Armor Bane, concussive, but it strikes at initiative, which is amazing. That's crazy. So he's, yeah. he's got Praetor stats. Yeah. Right, but he's also a chaplain with a plus two, AP two Maul. Like, that's crazy good. Like most, yeah. lots of Primarchs don't have a plus two AP two weapon. Yeah. Right. So I've, so I've had this, I've had this debate on the the Fire Drake on the Salamander site, and of course with several players who think he's not good. Like running a fully equipped Praetor, yes, is more damaging, but for two hundred and fifteen points, this guy is, and especially too when you put him into a unit of Fire Drakes, you give them Zealot. I mean, yeah, him over. Like it's amazing. Anything they hear. Uh, that's right. That's right. Anything you do hit dies. They also have combi flamers. Or he also has a combi flamer too. Bolt pistol. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so his combi flamer gets plus one strength, uh, right? Because he's a salamander. So, uh, yeah. Salamander character without a flamer. Come on. Like, you just want to yeah. be a salamander. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think he's so good. Because, like, if you say run him with a unit of fire drake and. You know, say for instance, like, yeah, he's he's not going to insta-kill the character that he's fighting. But with also having three wounds and having the mantle of the Elder Drake, you can just stick him into that combat to soak wounds from that special character who has, you know, that Thunder Hammer or that Chain Fix. And then your Fire Drakes are ripping the unit apart. And if it goes to turn two combat, it's over. You know, and also too, right? He, I mean, he's Strength 6, AP 2, Weapon Skill 6. He gets the rerolls. Like, he's going to yeah. put some wounds on that character, too. At initiative five, right, he's going to take out sergeants with power fists or power swords. He can even kill characters. I mean, he's he's a monster. And then, too, I mean, also he has armor bane. Whether you're attacking a tank or you need to break him off for the unit to go, you know, in the last turn of the game to kill something, like, he can do it, right? He's he's yeah. he's, he's a jack-of-all-trades, right? He's really, really good. He's like... One of the I don't know if there's any other named special characters that actually have the option for another upgrade, like the mantle of the Elder Drake. Like, is that because no, it's can. like it's twenty points, right? But you is that already included? Is that already included in his price point, or do you pay for that? Um, Probably. Sorry, he comes with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, too, like we said, right, he's also a master of the Legion, so you don't have to take a Praetor. You also... Oh, and then that's the thing, is he also gets... So his Warlord trait um, is he gets Inspiring Presence um, instead of rolling on the trait. 
all friendly units within 12 inches of him use his leadership re value rather than their own. And he's leadership. So not too shabby. I mean, not the best warlord trait, but again, not, not bad. But a lot of times you're running him as your HQ and then you'd have Vulcan most likely, let's say, or. Yeah. 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 Um, well, let's. I was going to say, uh, if you look at the right, the right says you can only take one console, right? Other than the champion. Well, you could take him and another console, and it, essentially he's he's your chaplain and your praetor at the same time. Plus, you can add another console on top if you wanted for that one right. So, yeah, I don't that's know. That's true. He, it just seems all good for me. I mean, sure, his attack is only strength six, but he you just got to look at him as a praetor and a chaplain just made Together. a baby and made him, right? So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there, that was one thing, actually, before we go any further, that was, um, I think it was the first right of war, or no, sorry, it wasn't the first right of war, but there was some restrictions to the actual army for units, right? So the, the uh, mortar attack consuls and destroyer units. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so yeah. the sal salamanders can't use those units. Or um, the dirty phosphix weapons, right? So it's like the salamanders are pretty, pretty honorable um, legion. So they, they kind of disdain from using those kind of tactics and weaponry, I guess. So unlike the, you know, as Conrad death guard, points out, but... right? Like you have a disdain for, you know, phosphax yet you'll, Burn an entire civilization to the ground, right? <laughs> well, yeah, cleanse with fire. But they're they're like the only legion throughout the whole fluff that actually cares about humans. Like, yeah. and we, uh, we talk about ultramarines, blah 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 blah. But salamanders will actually sacrifice themselves to save humans, as opposed to ultramarines will always look at the greater good. Salamanders won't always. They they definitely are the noble legion. Yeah, that like they'll sacrifice think, a whole unit to save one human. Yeah, yeah. Where you think that's where marines should be? All well, of them? No, but they're not. Right? It's it's <laughs> greater good in a lot of cases. Look, right? look, what, look what happened. Horse got sick, and they trampled through the corridors of the ship or whatever, and killed all those humans without even a thought. Right? Well, if your Primarch's dying, what are you going to do? You're going to trample the little guys underneath you to get, get them to the med bay. Oh, you know. <laughs> that did for them, right? To each their own. You could have just used the teleport. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, in the game, right, like, it's hard It's hard going with that, like, I don't know, kind of that military victory. But, I mean, like, you have to like that about the salamanders, right? That yeah. They will save cost. Yeah, I think it's really nice. It's nice fluff, right? It's well, if you read, if you read Vulcan Lives, he yells at this woman once, and he cries about it the whole book. Yep. I don't remember He's emotional, that. man. Well, that, that lady that got killed by the Eldar at the beginning. Right, right. Yeah, he yelled at her because he was, because Conrad was getting in his head, and he yelled at her, and then he kept cr crying about her throughout the book, thinking so about how, how she died. Um, let's let's talk about Vulcan. I mean, there's also Casey and Draco. I mean, do you guys want to talk about him? 
It's a special. He's a dreadnought with two hand flamers. <laughs> I, I mean, he's pretty cool. We've played him before. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's tough. I mean, especially front armor 14, he's really good. I mean, the biggest problem with him, of course, is that if you're running Covenant of Fire, you have to walk him. Yeah. It's nice that units within three or models within three inches of him get five plus feel no pain, which can be cool, you know? So especially, right, if you're camping an objective or you're camping with artillery, you know, it's really nice to give your artillery five plus feel no pain just because. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. He'd be cool in zone too. So yeah, he's he's. Oh, he'd be super effective in zone with yeah. that, right? How cl how close quarters it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then also too, right? So rot by Vulcan, like he's immune to Melta, armor bane, sunder, and lance. Um, anything that reduces or degrades 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 his armor um, doesn't work. And you can only run run dice when you're rolling anything extra for armor penetration. You only get one dice. And he's got yeah. 14 front armor. That's right. Yeah. Like, really tough. I, I I mean, don't get me wrong. You get him through the side, right? Like so a, in, in larger games... He's like an old Lehman it, Russ. Yep. <laughs> yep. In larger games, he's a lot easier. Uh, in zone, he's a lot tougher, right? Yeah. Yeah. In larger games, you just got to know what to do, right? Don't shoot him in the front. Get him in the side, back. You know, strip him down with strength six. Like, you don't need to. You know, pen him or anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Vulcan. Let's talk about Vulcan. I want to talk about Vulcan. I, I hate talk. Vulcan. Why do you hate Vulcan? I hate, I hate his fluff. <laughs> Why? Cause oh, he, really? Because oh, he just doesn't he... die? Vulcan lives, so spoilers. Vulcan, Vulcan lives. Honestly, the, the best spoilers, okay? Like, minute spoilers. Go forward if you haven't read the book, but it doesn't really matter. But the whole book... They talk about how Vulcan lives. Everybody believes he lives. He lives like Kurz kills him a thousand times. He lives. And finally, he falls. He teleports. He falls onto the planet, which you think is Earth, but it's not. Or Terra, but it's not. And finally, he burns up in the atmosphere. And the end of the book says, and finally, Vulcan dies. And you're like, awesome. And then the next book, he's alive again. <laughs> Well, I hated it for a couple oh. minutes. Like, I, come on I hated it, but that he's... said, he's you know built like that. I guess let's let's. He's basically that. Deadpool, right? Like you cut him in half, and he'll just. They don't say he grows his legs back, but that's how I that's how I think of him. He just grows his legs back and cut him in half. But I I, I imagine it more like when Kurz kills him, and then he turns around magically he turns back like out of the corners of, eye, of his eye he sees something and he looks at him and he's whole again and he's like oh why but when you're looking at him nothing happens but as soon as you like turn your head all of a sudden he's okay again that's kind of how i imagine it because they, they don't ever explain it in the book how it actually happens oh. they just say he's like oh i did everything i cut your head off but you know i ripped your arms off i did this and that you died every time but every time i come back you're alive so I don't know. It could be I almost, just. I almost, I almost feel like he has like a, I don't know, like a point, you know. And then regardless, if you blow it up, whatever you do, it's just kind of like he just starts like regrowing, or as like Armin said, right? He just like appears back. And, it's it's there. called the reset button. <laughs> yeah. He exactly. just he just like yeah I've had enough Boop, reset. Hey guys, I'm back. So. Yeah. I I just want to ask uh, Andy, you're not having trouble with video, are you? With video. Yeah. No. 
Okay. Okay. It's just me. Okay. We'll You're keep going. Get sucked into the warp. <laughs> we can still see you. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Does, I, does I just. I can't see anybody, but I just want to make sure that uh, it's still going. Yep. Um, so his stats, eh? he's like, he's a pretty bad ass guy. Like seven strength, seven toughness. That's huge there, eh? Yeah. Seven strength, seven toughness, six wounds, initiative five, four attacks, leadership 10. I mean, he's got your like average Primark weapon skill of seven, right? Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. Seven strikes, seven toughness, and then his only downside is the four wounds. Like, four wounds isn't a lot. No, and he's got six wounds. Six four wounds. attacks. Four, four attacks, yes. Thank you. And he doesn't really have, like, two close combat weapons, right? He only no. has the one. He has the furnace heart, the shooting uh, assault one, line of effect beam weapon, I guess. Because um, it's kind of like a beam, but it's not a beam. Yeah, it's basically a beam before they had a beam rule, I'm assuming. Um, shrink six AP two, but yeah. So he has the Dawnbringer, which he made for horse. Tell us about it. So it is strength ten, AP one, uh, two-handed weapon, concussive, armor bane, instant death, and also has an ability called Earth Shatter. And that's where instead of making his normal attacks, he basically just hits the ground. Um. And you can put a three-inch blast marker anywhere in base-to-base contact with Vulcan. And every model underneath it suffers an automatic strength eight AP3 wound with the strike down effect on So when you're, like, fighting lots of Marines, that's what you do. Yeah. But other than that, you're most likely hitting people. But let's just talk about that. Like, it's not a plus strength. It's not. It's just flat strength 10 AP1, which is mm-hmm. insane. And then... Not only that, it's also armor bane. It's yep. not uh, unwieldy, and it's instant death. Like that's insane. Like that's probably one of it is the best primary weapon out there. Yeah. So, so looking at that instant death, I mean, it's already strength ten. So it's it's if it's not a primary, you know, things are probably going to die, but. You start looking at now. You start looking at now with these some of these larger demons, right? Demons, Mechanicum, yeah. Like instant death. Doesn't matter what your toughness is. Done, right? Yeah, I mean, we we talk about the lion chainsword, the strength ten, right? Plus three strength, and you know, you're like, oh yeah, with strength ten, he can go through like a land raider pretty well. Well, this is armor bane, so. It doesn't really matter. Like strength ten, like Alpharia says strength six armor bane, and I'm happy with it because I can pen majority of the time. Like strength ten armor bane is is like you don't fail <laughs> like ever. Yeah. Like, you need a Anything four- armor twelve. Yeah. Unless you're using our <laughs> dice, but you know. Well, <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised how many people say like he's a bad primarch, and I'm like he's not. He's not a primarch killer, right? He's not going to run out. He's not going to. But I mean, he'll grind him down. But again, you're also looking at like. T7, three plus invol, six wounds you have to cut through. Like, he can bog a unit down for the whole game by himself. Like, you can bog okay. down Terminators again if you're lucky. And Blood of Fire, he re-rolls. It will not die. It, it will not die rolls. Yeah. And Deny the Witch, but we're talking about it will not die rolls, so he'll gain those, like, wounds back quicker. And yeah. then, like, we, 
we did the arena where he fought Alpharius. Granted, Alpharius is one of the weaker Primarchs, but that didn't last long. Right? Like, he, he, he's just a beast. Like a beast. He's, he's, he's definitely a tank, right? Yeah. And, and, you, and, and, and he can do if, damage. If, yeah, well, for sure. He's a tank, and if he's going up against another Primarch, I mean, obviously, that's where you are with him, is you're, you're tanking the Primarch, and you've got Fire Drakes with them. Well, Fire Drakes are going to do the work on the rest of it, right? So, it's it, it's it's a hard unit. <laughs> like, Fire Drakes and him, and then if, you know, you do the big death ball with, uh, with the chaplain and whatnot, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely hard to crack. He also gives adamantium will and plus one leadership to all Adeptus Society salamanders. And his his armor, like you have the strength of like flamer fusion, bulkite, melt the plasma weapons against them. So like most of the big like melt of plasma weapons that you like a squad of plasma guns dropping down is winning him on sixes. Yeah. Right? Like you're not doing anything to him. So even from shooting, you know, he's like by himself, we're talking, right? Like but again, he probably won't be. He'll probably be with a squad of, you know, fire drakes. So um yeah, like he's not going to do the killing in that squad. The fire drakes will, but he'll tank mm -hmm. anything you throw at it. Mm -hmm. Well, the, right. the big thing, like the big thing I like with him, right, is that if you're running, say, him, the fire drakes, and Rattan, and you're you're coming up and hitting a line, right, and you need to, you know, you're kind of looking at those targets, right, of like, oh, I really need to kill this vehicle, but I need to kill that vehicle. I need to kill this unit, but I could really take out this, like. You know, the fire drakes on their own can kill something or multi-charge. Rattan could kill something. Or you could put Rattan and Vulcan together even, right? You guarantee, like, yep. Vulcan's going to take out that super heavy in a turn because he's going to get that reroll from Zealot, right? Like, yep. or Vulcan, like, he can just go on his own because he's durable enough that he can tie up a unit or he can take something mm -hmm. out. Like, again, that's what I find, right? Is like, yeah, he's not the best Primark killer, but, like, you know, vehicles you know, smaller squads, I mean, all that. And again, like the Earth Shatter, I mean, you can run him into a 20-man tax squad, for example, and just have him smash the ground, right? And just drop that template. Just kill Marines, right? Like, he's versatile, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. One-on-one -on -one against other Primarchs. There's lots of Primarchs out there that statistically do beat him, right? But but you're right. Um, Versatility-wise, play him smart with with Fire Drakes, right? He'll He'll do quite well. And like I said, I mean, for me, like I said, it's not, I, I don't use him mostly as like a killing tool. I use him to bog down, you know, Primarchs and their squads, right? Is what yeah. I find. It's really good. I mean, if you take Horus, you know, if you can take Horus and his squad out for a game, or you can take out, you know, I mean, any any Primarch in a squad, right? And he can just tie him up a couple yeah. of turns and it's huge. But he's he's the anchor, right? You want, you want the Fire Drakes to do all the work or whatever whatever unit you're taking with him. Yeah. yeah. Did anyone ever notice he had a heavy flamer? Yeah, yep. I did. I was just looking at that. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> like, like I said, like, uh, sound a character without a flamer just doesn't sound better. But it, it's a handy little, it's a handy little tool, right? Well, it's like in his actual little profile and not like on the side here with all the other weapons and stuff. But <laughs> I was like, heavy flamer. I've never seen, I think just because everyone uses the beam weapon, 
more, wow. but just because it's AP2, but yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about like a regular like army, let's say, right? Like we kind of went over, you know, what the units are talking about, things like that. But let's Well we got like we got the pirate class squad that I don't think we touched on. Yeah, yeah. Um what would you run in an army? Like are we are we talking about Spartan him with some yeah, pirate so, drakes? Yeah, so for me, like I usually like I just like boots on the ground and honestly I like running tactical squads just because semi-useless but fun to play like you know i know they don't have special weapons and stuff but i mean i like using them for objectives like i said i like using them to get their rhinos with mastercrafted multiples you know and just hunt terminators or hunt vehicles i find like i find especially when you're running games and you're just like i'm gonna run tax squads like people leave them alone right and it allows you to really get them into position or those melters are just doing work the whole the whole game right um so anyways, yeah, I'll usually run them. I like running the Death Star of the Spartan, you know, fully equipped up. And Vulcan, Rattan, 10 Fire Drakes if I can take them. I personally run the Master with um, the Mastercrafted Thunderhammer and 9 Chain Fists because I'm dirty like that. And um, yeah, and then usually I'll just kind of fill out the list depending on the points, you know, kind of seeing what we have. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, I, I do really like that they... I find that their legion rules give them a lot of versatility. Like if you want to run that Praetor, like I said, putting them on a scimitar jet bike, you know, and then also too, right? I mean, you know, do you run them with a heavy flamer on there? Do you get a Melta on there? If you're just running scimitar jet bikes as a squad, they come with the Meltas, which are then automatically mastercrafted. Then you put your Praetor in that squad as well. And they're fast moving around the board, right? Like they're, they're a super deadly units or, like the heavy support. Yeah, I, I find a lot of people like underestimate like those mul the master crafted multi melters how much damage they can do throughout a game, how much work. You know, and the also one... too, right when you're when you're talking like, um, you know, javelins and speeders and stuff too. Like, you also get that five up invol against most weapons, makes them very handy mm -hmm. if you want to. Play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sky slayers though. Mastercrafted multi meltas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think. Really nice. when, well, when we were first playing, I don't think. Well, they didn't exist then, but now that they do, and that you can run them in this army, that just yeah. seems greasy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I would say greasy, but it's definitely nice because a lot of times, like you don't see multi meltas. People either upgrade bulkites yeah. or plasma cannons. You actually don't What's, see plasma well, a lot either, but. What's good about the multi melters and the sky slayers is that they just come with it. You don't have to upgrade them like you would Volkites or plasmas. So you just pay the flat cost of what I don't know what is it like two twenty for a five man squad or something. So or two twenty five. I can't remember, but you know, if you can get them to outflank somehow or whatever, I think you can do a lot. I think yeah, deep strike them too. Yeah, they don't come with outflank, but oh, you can't deep strike. Using oh that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah you're right. With, uh, if you're running Covenant of Fire, if you're running something else, then... yeah, yeah. But honestly, still, right? Like, drive them up. They move twelve. You well, have twenty-four inch range. And my thing is right. again too, right? If you're running that Praetor and he has the the mantle on, right? Like, stick him out front and have him just tank loons when they're shooting at your your unit, right? Like, that's right. Again, like stick, beat, stick, yeah. 
Yeah, like it's two plus. Could you give him a? And you give him a shield. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, If you're in the armor, yep. Well, have you modeled one of those guys? Um, I've I have a couple done up, and yeah, I had a I had a a model I bought from a friend that was really broken, so I'm hoping to get a new one. But of course, yeah, those those jet bikes are expensive, right? But they're so cool. (laughs) So, but I was thinking like uh, like one guy with uh with a storm shield riding the bike that would be pretty pretty neat neat to do yeah i've used i used like a mock build one a couple times in games and he was devastating because again he's so fast so strong and he's just he's almost unkillable you know not to say he's invincible but he's he's pretty no, close but again toughness five two plus armor four plus three plus invulnerable eternal warrior like that's tough to go through Right, and oh, then definitely. too, right again, right. You know, if you run him with the blade, I mean, you can run him in just chop squads apart. If you run him with a thunder hammer or a chain fist, I mean, he's, you know, he can jump across the board and just rip vehicles apart. Right, he becomes a huge threat. It just, it just seems all their characters are like, just all tanky. Right, yeah, they're beasts. So they're beasts, yeah. Which I mean is kind of cool. I can totally see like fluff wise if you read the books. The characters are definitely tough, right? Like they're very like stoic, a little mopey every now and then, but like definitely like you know take it as it comes and yeah, yeah, very <laughs> tough, tough characters, right? So well, and that's the thing. Going back to their legion rules, right? Like it's nice, it's nice that they're immune to fear, and it's mm-hmm. also nice like that that rolling d six on morale and pinning. It's like, huge. It's yeah. amazing how much it comes up, right? That you know, you get shot, you know, you lose combat, whatever, and like they still just they stay in there. I mean, that you know that one model stays alive, and I mean, you can hold up a whole unit, right, for a turn. It's big. It's, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I've played them a couple of times, and definitely, even the games that I've won have been pretty. Uh, pretty tough but that said darren i don't think i've seen like last couple of las vegas opens like i don't think there was a single salamander player like was there i, a, I just i played a guy two years ago he had two years ago. Okay. okay but like even in our league like even in edmonton here like i think there's not many salamander players if any so, anymore so i mean darren you, the, you don't really play very much lately so we don't get to see you, but yeah. So, uh, Darren, you know, Darren was our main guy for Salamanders, and then uh, a couple of the guys. But everything, you know, over the years, people have kind of changed and gone to different legions. Um, and that's also one of the reasons too that I've actually decided to play them as well, is because we don't have them in the area really. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a, a new player in in the area that uh, he's starting into 30k and he's decided to start up with salamanders as well um, i mean don't get me wrong so salamanders cool. are the most exciting legion right they're not um if you want to play them to their strengths not to be rude or anything but they are a little one-sided right like there's a few ways to play them but that said i've also seen a lot of players run 
the same armies and they play them very differently and they have very varying success mm-hmm. rates, right? So, yeah. I mean, you still have to play them smart against, you know, brand new players. Maybe you'll have luck because you're right. They're, they're kind of like a hammer, but against a lot of players out there nowadays, like it's not as simple as just throwing your death star at them and hoping something happens, right? Like you actually have to do well, right? So, so it's kind of nice. Uh, it's kind of nice that way, but they do tend to be a little, um, not as exciting as some other legions, for example, right? Like Raven Guard, for example, which is interesting yeah. that you went out there and because they're so polar opposites, right? Yeah. Raven Guard, you don't really have much room for error. You don't, you know, they're very fragile in terms of, you know, hidden runs and things like that, where Salamanders are very like, yeah, bring it on. Like, well, keep I, it coming. I think, I think that's, a, that's a big thing, right, that, that plays into it. Like, if you're going to play Salamanders, as you say, like, not exciting, but the big thing is, like, they can be very forgiving because they're so durable. They're so mm-hmm. stand their ground. But, yeah, whereas, like, Raven Guard, like, I mean, that was a learning curve, right, of just, you know, watching guys just get cut down like grass and you know, really having to focus on your position and really having to worry about but whereas salamanders are just slam into something next target slam into something yeah i think um, i was just gonna say i i think part of the reason is is people only play them for the fluff uh they get pigeonholed into like you having to run that death star kind of like thousand suns and a bunch of other legions and I think they got first book, book syndrome. I know they're in the second book, but um, they, you know, there's a lot of armies that a lot of people started from the second book and kind of just left behind. And I think Salamanders and Iron Hands are one of those. Lots of people started Iron Hands, but nobody actually plays them other than me. So, but I, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you run some, you know, you, if you run Vulcan and you know, a smaller man of fire drakes, smaller squad, I mean, you can still mm-hmm. do quite well and you don't have to build the same army, right? You can still expand. They were still a legion. They had majority of things. There weren't yeah. very few there were there wasn't many things that they didn't actually use to fight mm-hmm. if you actually read the books. Like it's not like they were picky. It's not like they hated jet bikes or it's not like they hated land speeders, right? No, they kinda used everything. Right. So mm-hmm. Build an army that's that's fun to play and and definitely uh, definitely play them and you have that you know core that if you do run fire drakes with Vulcan like they're pretty tough right so yeah and also too right just I mean again like their bonuses to Melta's like just running Melta squads are super fun and seeing what vehicles or what stuff you can get Melta on and seeing what you can get flamers on and just dropping flame templates everywhere is just fun boring for your opponent but super fun to see buckets of dice just yeah. yeah, flame templates sweeping everywhere, right? Hey, if you're bringing flame templates and you're that close and you're flaming the crap out of me, I'm not complaining because really, <laughs> how could that get less fun or more fun? I mean, like really, yeah. you just come in and you flame, right? So yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Like that's what I like, that's one of the things like I like about Heresy, and that's why I say like even like I like running tax squads because as nice as it is where you're just going to auto kill your opponent and win the game. Like it's fun to make your opponent just roll a ton of saves, like you know, fury of the Legion. Right. And be like, okay, make me 25 saves all of a sudden. Right. And you know, you're going to fail some same thing with those flame templates, right. You're going to drop those flame templates and you know, force those saves. We lose Armin. Yep. But I think he's He's just trying to claw back in. Yeah. 
Yeah, his video feed was going there for a little bit. Um, was I was going to say in the books they talk about because they they all kind of have fire dragon skin on their on their armor. They yeah. kind of talk like space wolves when they talk about it. Your back back armor. Yeah. Yeah, they, I was they talking hunt to drakes. They hunt the drakes on their planet, right? Yeah. Nocturne. Yeah. And then they all have like dragon scales, and they all talk about it like like the space wolves do. Oh, this guy was like this, or I killed him this way, or they'll look at him and be like, "Oh, you have that colored one. I have this colored one," kind of thing. And yeah. And then the drakes are all different sizes too, right? Like yeah. There's, yeah. There's there's super huge ones. Like and yeah, just to say too, like I have to say their models and their upgrade are some of the, I think, are some of, like, the most beautiful models in the entire range of Horus Heresy, yeah. or, you know, even in Warhammer altogether, like, even their, they're just their Mark III upgrades, like, having all of the dragon necklaces, um, yeah, the different little totems that they have on them, the fact that their helmets, like, even their, their helmet grow plates are actually a flame. Mm -hmm. They're so nice. Their Mark IV armor, right, actually have the dragons, um, the skin, like, in the forehead, and they're just beautiful models. Yeah, it's going to be fun to work on those, that's for sure. Pyro class are all like that. They all have the dragon cloak on their face. And the veils or whatever, yeah. And yeah, and they have uh, imprinted or embossed uh, light uh, flames on their legs and stuff. And yeah. yeah. They're... And they have the heavy, the heavy like, Mark III plate. And um, yeah, just all the segments. Even their heads, right, have, like, the segmented head plates, the crests mm -hmm. on them and stuff. But, yeah, they're, they're super okay so we're gonna do something different today we're gonna so if you don't want more spoilers leave now thanks for joining us we've got armin dan darren and andy uh but for the next if you stay for the next few minutes uh we're gonna talk about books and fluff and and spoilers so basically if you haven't read them um you can feel free to drop off we're not going to talk about anything crazy but for the next few minutes we'll kind of cover uh some some book stuff because uh yeah i kind of like their stories okay mm -hmm. okay so the emperor and vulcan hunt at the same time right the the man that vulcan talks about that's just there and he grabs their you know he vulcan thinks that he got the biggest drake or whatever and he's carrying it and then he looks across and all of a sudden there's this man who looks relatively small right compared to compared to him and he's just carrying this massive drake hide right like huge yeah. and uh vulcan actually like trips or falls or something i don't actually remember how it goes and it, it's from his point of view and he's kind of surprised because the man that's there just kind of like discards this massive you know drake hide which is supposedly worth like fortunes right and comes to his rescue type of thing and i don't actually know if he rescues him or if vulcan is like okay by himself i, I don't remember exactly um how the story goes it's been a long time for me i'm pretty sure he basically like, more or less like falls over a cliff and then the emperor basically like lifts him up but... right 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 something like that and then and then they're talking and uh then he finds out that you know he's his father <laughs> And, uh, but they don't really like, like, it's weird. It's, it's kind of like a reunion, but like, they're not really like mushy. There's no like, Hey, it was almost kind of an awkward interaction. No, man, it's like his competition. He had the biggest Drake out there. 
Of course it's going to be awkward. Yeah. You just but he dropped it. So <laughs> you just count. chucked it. <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh Yeah, I hear yeah. You. I, I do find that part in the books a little strange like especially for Falcon having so much humanity versus the emperor of course who not you know what doesn't right? doesn't have a lot of humanity left in him like you know right? i mean he's but, very big picture right yeah and then the best part is like so we talk about it more uh who actually kills Vulcan? it's it's not a primarch it's not anybody it's a shitty little human <laughs> yeah loosely said human right huh. so um i guess uh not quite human what what what, what do they call it perpetual perpetual right oh does john kill him yeah oh you haven't read it you not yet you no maybe you should jump off because <laughs> <laughs> i know because in vulcan lives uh john's trying to get that spear tip which i what i pictured i think of the jesus spear but He's going for that spear tip that the word bearers are trying to get too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it, there he's got he, he got a a, a a vision from a different Eldar who told him like, hey, get that spear and bring it to Vulcan. Yeah, yeah. And that he was yeah. going to save him. Yeah, yeah. He saved him by uh, burying it deep <laughs> in his chest. And who was like? They were heartbroken, right? So all the Salamanders were heartbroken, but uh, like, what's his name? Because Gilliman was heartbroken too, or Sanguinus. Maybe I'm thinking Sanguinus. Well, Gilliman was too. He was. Yeah. 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 But they were definitely, you know, because like the Salamanders took him away to uh, basically back to Nocturne to bury him or whatever to put him in. uh... To put him into uh, Deathfire. Uh, that fire, yeah, which the volcano. the volcano, which is what they do to all of the the dead, right? I gotta, so I gotta just say too, man, like their planet is awesome. Like a volcanic death world covered in dragons. It's pretty, pretty right? Deep. Like how did humans survive there at all? They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I I guess Vulcan saved them all until Marines showed up and yeah. Well, yeah, and then if you if you go back in the fluff too, like they were actually a planet that like the uh like Essentially, the Dark Eldar used to like hunt mm-hmm. humans and take them for sport. Right? Which is really interesting because. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, until Vulcan sort of like was there and then rose up and sort of led the resistance. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is also very interesting because then more spoilers, which if you're not here, yeah. But uh, he, uh, when they throw him in that fire, it of course destroys the, the blade and he comes back to life right and then he basically knows that when he wakes up he has this genetic memory built into him that he's like yeah i need to go find the emperor so like now we talk about the grand design did the emperor know this he literally built vulcan so that if he ever is actually killed he needs to build this amulet and go find him so it's well, kind of yeah, weird. It gets a little into that like memory slash like I think like the emperor more kind of like summons him, kind of thing. Like, huh. yeah, yeah, but he built the amulet without any, which I still don't know what it does. Like, what does it do? It allows him to destroy Terra. Like, is that what it is? Yeah. So, so what happens is is that um, so yeah, again, major spoiler. So when Vulcan finally gets back up and he makes his way back to Terra and he's in the throne room. 
he essentially becomes the emperor's like last line of defense, right? He's standing before like the warp portal with his hammer. But the amulet, when it gets put into the golden throne, amplifies the golden throne to the point where it will destroy the entire planet. So if the warp gate fails and the emperor allows the demons to come through and he dies, then the amulet will automatically consume the whole planet and will close the warp gate. And so that's what it does. Hmm. Okay. Okay. See, I didn't quite get that part, but you know what I did like how in the middle in between, which is kind of cool and kind of weird at the same time where he meets the decapitator, the, the dark Eldar. Oh, what's his name? They're going through the webway or whatever. I can't remember his name now. The, the guy that cuts heads and takes heads who, by the way, almost beats Vulcan. Mm-hmm. it's actually so it's like this dark eldar which is probably still like thousands of years old right but he like vulcan can't fight him and uh yeah because he's way too fast for him like he just like yep. and just through sheer primarchness he's barely able to basically keep out of reach which i mean who cares so he gets cut like I find that reading those books sometimes is anticlimactic because I'm like, I know he can't die, even though you know he doesn't, but still, right? And then, uh, and then he uses a little trickery and, and you know, fights him off or whatever. But I mean, it was, I guess, uh, like, it was I, kind of neat. Kind of like that they get into that a little bit, like in some of the books, like like even um, like the book of Mortarian versus like the Khan. I do like that Mortarian is like so tough and so strong, and he's obviously slower than the Khan. That the Khan's like landing blows on him. But Mortarian's more just like, yeah, I can take this sword in the hip, no problem. I can get stabbed in the shoulder, no problem. And that's how he fights. And like that's what I like to think of Vulcan is that like he's so huge, he's so strong. But yeah, I mean he's slow, right? And the Eldar guys just, you know, lands five hundred blows, and then Vulcan just grabs him once, game over. Like, that's all it takes, right? He just needs that one hit and you're toast. Yeah. There's that that fight scene on Vulcan Lives where he's fighting Korax. Or yeah, Korax when there he's like in his dream and he's fighting his brother but he literally he's like i can't i can't beat korax's speed so he literally just runs at him and he literally like i just gotta grab him once and then then he's oh dead, yeah that's right? when he's in the, the pit right yeah because yeah. they 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 tricked him into a dream where he's fighting korax and yeah. conrad's trying to break him because he knows if he kills korax he's going to mentally break right because he's such a softy well, he kind of did, right? Like he did. Uh, kind of, yeah. But he, right? it just he. But Korax was beating his ass so hard because he couldn't catch him or catch up. You know, he was so much faster than him. But yeah, he literally just ran at him and took whatever punishment he he did just to even grab him. That's yeah. It's basically the way he works. No, it's definitely uh It's nice fluff. I like that. There's actually. Like, and they even talk about the difference in the armies and, you know, these guys are, act, they actually care about humans, right? Yeah. That's, that's what they do. So that's kind of nice. I, yeah. do, I do really like how much they get in depth too of like how much they look after their war gear, how much time they actually spend, like, you know, even that it's standard war play, but like, that, like, so um, like Artelis Numion, right? The first captain of the, the pyre guard, like of the fire drakes, like, when Vulcan dies, right, and he gets the body, he's taking them back, and he's, uh, he actually gets rescued by, um, 
now I can't remember his name. He's one of my favorite. Uh, Thiel, like the um, the ultramarine sergeant, right, who leads yeah. the Red Mark. Yeah. And so they end up giving him Mark IV plate, but it talks about how he goes in and like, you know, he actually engraves, re-engraves the armor, recolors it. Like, I just like that extra touch, right? That the salamanders, like, mm-hmm. like whereas say, um, you know, I guess the Iron Hands, right, are like their armor is awesome, and Ferris is an amazing weapon maker, but it's very like functional, right? Like, it's beautiful, but it's like this is plate, it's protective, it's good. Whereas the salamanders are like real artisans, right, and really spend the time like mm-hmm. crafting their gear and, you know, like that's. Sort of it's just yeah. like I find it's just an extra. It's a nice extra layer, right? Fluffed. And... Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think. Should we end it there, kind of thing? Yeah, or... yeah. I, I think that's it. I think that's long. So, yeah. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to leave them. Um, even if, even if you have Raven Guard or Alpha Legion questions, please just ask. You know, we can talk to Darren or. You know whatever we need to do um I, mean, even to, yeah. I just want to say i'd like to hear some of the like the list builds that other people have what they've had success with and what they haven't right like i definitely like running the death star but like i said it's you know it's always fun seeing what somebody else comes up with and you're like, how did i miss that right that you really yeah. moment of, and, and, and being you know starting into the cell managers now to be interesting to see what what people are doing what what you know how people are writing their lists and how different they are to each other kind of thing. It'd be interesting, their thoughts behind it. So yeah, chime yeah. in, let us know, you know, message us. Um, yeah. However you do it, it'll end up on here. We'll yeah. talk about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you uh, like what we're doing. Um, you know, comments of maybe what you like to see, all that stuff. Um, we'll be doing more of this. So and even if you yeah. don't like it, like, share, and subscribe. Tell us what you don't like. <laughs> so. Yeah, share it to somebody as a, a torture. Oh, oh this, <laughs> no, I feel like if they wouldn't have been listening so far. So. Yeah, I guess if you went through the whole hour in a, in a bit here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, you can guys. find us Facebook, Instagram, whatever, right? So we're all there. All right. All right. Cheers. Okay, see you later, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks, guys.